Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that's got suitcase uh, in the doorway, but we haven't uh, had the courage to leave her yet. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, quick roll call. Uh, I am John, uh, an honest cop with nothing left to lose, uh, joined by Chad. Chad, I'm going to let you pick your own this week. Everybody's crazy drunken uncle? All right. <laughs> Charlie. You scream less um, racist. No. I'm, I'm a uh, cop who plays it by the book, and I've only got two weeks left till retirement. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. I've got a good feeling about this. Uh, Dylan. Uh, I insert trope from cop movie here. I don't know. Uh, Do you have diplomatic immunity? Sure, why not? He's the wacky sidekick. Oh. No, I, I, oh. like, I like the idea of Dylan being the international terrorist with diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be the international. Too bad. It's been done. <laughs> it's been done. Um, Jen, what do you want to be? Um, not pain in the ass. She doesn't, the pain in the ass. She doesn't want to be that. She just does it. No, no. I, I'm the sweet, adorable secretary that gets coffee and donuts for all you horrible, horrible men. And Daryl is going to be... Esapatha Murkison. Esapatha Murkison. Yeah, I was going to say, Jen, women can be cops, too. Daryl's the lieutenant. Yep. They won't trust me right. with a gun. Lou's going to try and stay silent, but we're going to try and bring her into this. Maybe maybe when we've run out of leads. Um, anyway, we are, we are smack dab in the middle of summer convention se- season. We just got back from Momocon. Um, I actually, as of the time that we're recording this, already have stuff scheduled, ready to go on the site, and I'll have more stuff uh, later in the week as well, so uh, keep checking the website or, you know, Facebook, Twitter, that sort of nonsense, uh, it'll be on there, not that you guys pay attention. Um, but have some excellent interviews, actually. Like, I'm really <laughs> proud. Like, th- this time, I, like, after one of the interviews, this, I, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like... I might actually be good at this. <laughs> like, I might legitimately be, be good at this. I mean, you've basically spent most of your convention doing the interviews, so yes, like, you are committed. I I do to... like how we did our convention coverage this time, because a lot of the times, you know, like, MTAC, we were all kind of in the media suite for yeah. most of it. But here, like, Charlie kind of was in and out. Mm-hmm. Dylan didn't have a media pass. Um, so, Dylan, you ran panels and went to other panels. And, that is correct. Uh, you know, Charlie went around, and Jen probably did some other nonsense, and Daryl's still refusing to talk, but she she got Georgia'd. She got Georgia'd on Saturday. She got Georgia'd hard. Yes. Yeah. As you do. do. Do you want to talk about getting Georgia'd, Daryl? About how awful, awful Georgia is? How you spent two fucking hours in Atlanta trying to find a place to park? Just give us a couple of words on how that made you feel. You just want to give a big fuck you to Georgia? <laughs> Tap once on the table for yes and two for no. Show us on the map where Georgia hurt you. <laughs> if you're podcasting against your will, blink three times. Switch <laughs> you give for sitting in front of a microphone not saying anything. You're going to get trolled hard. Um, <laughs> no one listens, though. You, you, it's you true. You can say whatever you want. This is what podcasting is. Yeah. Our, our own, seriously our have own, two listeners. I listen sometimes. Our, our own friends don't share this, you know. You're one of the two. We, we brought our audience on the podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're, that's we're probably better. How many podcasts have their entire audience on during a podcast? Very few. Only we have that level of commitment to Wait, our fans. Porch isn't here. You have more than two listeners. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. I don't know. Is, is this going to be a week that, uh, that Nico listens in? I don't know. 
Uh, Nico's too busy being Shadow Emperor, though. True. He's got he's got things. He's, he's got big things. Um, anyway, Humans but, are transpiring. Well, I guess Jess and Sucky might be listening. And if they are, God bless them. We love you guys. They, Jess needs to come on so we can do the poop cast. She actually did say yes. that to me. We were she said, that, she said that to me as well. When we saw her on Sunday, like, very briefly. All I said was, Jess, we love you. And like, we were passing on, a, on one of those sky bridges. There's And, and it, it took a few seconds, I think, for her to realize that somebody had ta- said something to her and then who it was. She's like, Oh, I mean, it's like, we were almost at either end of the bridge at that point. Yeah. And she turns around and goes, I love you guys, too. We need to do the poop cast. Yeah, uh, we saw her on Thursday night. Like, me and Dylan, we we were we were among powerful people. Because we were hanging out with Jess and Nico and Lauren and Jonathan. I'm guessing, though, if you're involved in that, you don't necessarily think of yourselves as powerful D- people. Dylan, I'm an asshole. Who was the guy from uh, Station Con that was there? Mark. Mark, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so we had all these, you know, high-level convention people that we were just hanging out with. We don't do shit for these conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But it was fun. Um, Anyway, Dylan, Jen, because Charlie wasn't there yet, and I was in the media room. Why don't you guys talk about Friday a little bit? Um... I guess I can start. I was going to say, for me, it got off to kind of a slow start because, like, the first two panels I went to, which were in the the workshop room, um, which were do-it-yourself video production and record your own songs, were canceled. I don't even know. I don't know if the person didn't show up, if it was the same person or, or what the deal was, but that kind of sucked, but in no way the convention's fault. Um, let's see... Um, I went to the Indie Game Dev Startup panel, which was kind of cool. Um, it was more of a high-level overview of, like, um, I don't want to say the business aspects, but some of the project management aspects and working together between coders, designers, and artists. Um, we went to the Bento panel. Yeah, that was the next thing I had down, which was... Which, well, it had, I've never been to a Bento panel right. before. Basically, it was a lot of where to get your stuff, um, yeah. which for just starting out, people is really good. But when you already have some of the cutters and the boxes yeah. and you frequent sites that they talked about is like, oh, okay. I was, you know, I, I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit more advanced than what it was, but I should have known that, you know, that was a general overview because they had later panels that were actually workshops. workshops yeah. so. I think there was some confusion there with a lot of people because there was some frustration. Like I, I think I saw something on the Momocon Twitter about that. Like, hey, sorry if you were expecting this. I, personal, I have a personal preference that if you're going to do like beginner and advanced panels, yeah. you, I mean, I, my per, my personal favorite naming convention is like 101, 201. Yeah. I've tried to avoid that in some cases, like with the tabletop panels, but I almost feel like... <laughs> That does that solves so many problems. It's uh, yeah. If you can make, whenever you can make very obvious from the title itself what you're going to get into, the better off you are. Because like Momocon was really good at printing a full you know full yes. spread schedule that explained everything, which was really great. But a lot of conventions, um, a lot of conventions don't either have the resources or go by different means to do that. So. The, the plainer you can make it by the title, the better off you are. 
The interesting thing about the bento panel is I don't think I've ever... It was just like it was the only thing during that hour that I was interested in going to. And I don't think I've ever been to a bento panel before. But it's food related, so it's kind of cool. But I'm like, that's what this is? Okay, I'm like... I don't, I don't like, do, like, all the appearance stuff with food. So it was kind of cool to go, like, okay, I'm not really that interested in ever doing bento, so... Well, it's, it's all about the art. Yeah, I know. I was... And Dylan hates art because it's not practical. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Dylan he no. hates art and beauty and love. He doesn't like to play with his food. Now, me, no. I'm, like, building things with the crackers and whatnot. Got stuff stuck up your butt. You love playing with food. <laughs> it's crazy. I think we all gross man. Dylan would not go with me to the um, Disney karaoke. Nope. Would not. No, nope. he's sane. No, I told him that this could have been a whole new world for him. I'm gonna flip this table. <laughs> I'm just, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I did. I did a full five minutes of puns about Disney songs yeah. just to heckle it. It was. Well, she thought it was funny. Heckling Dylan is certainly yeah. okay in my book. If you keep it up, you're going to end up under the sea. <laughs> oh. You're under next. Everything's better down where it's wetter. You know, deep under the ocean, there's shoes. nothing to tie one to a crime. That's right. If you seek vengeance, all you need are instruments pain. Oh, and, and we went to the archer panel. Yes. So. I think we also went to the kimono panel, which I think we, we left because we'd been to the one at... AWA and yeah. also it was at a, it was about art and beauty. So Dylan was out. Uh, no, Dylan was like, "Oh, kimono! I remember what that is. I'm out." Well, I mean, it seemed like it was pretty much the same panel that we. It was a one on one type of thing. So, yeah. but it, it was really good. Like when we went, I want to say last, not last it year. It was a year great before. panel. I still want to yeah. get one, but you know, it would require actually doing some research. Research. I don't want a panel to substitute for me. Substitute, you know, for me having to read stuff. Uh, anyway, yes, we went to the Archer panel, right. which it was it was okay for about the first twenty minutes, and then they turned over to audience questions, and I was like, nope. <laughs> what were some okay? What were some of the best audience questions and the None. worst audience? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> easy. I, I I didn't even stay because I'm like, oh, they're getting in line to ask questions. Nope. Yeah. Time to go. I believe after that we went to brought to you by Strickland we Propane. We sure did. Which it's so funny because we talk about fan panels a lot, and we always have a negative view of fan panels and and, and, the, and, and the, therefore the fandoms. We, yeah, therefore if we haven't actually seen a show, we have a negative reaction to yes. that show because we're horrible people. Yes, you know, like you know we're. You know, judgmental on things we don't like because we're nerds or something. I don't know. Um, Elitist bullshit. It is sobering to go to one where it is a thing you like. Yes. Because they were bringing up stuff from the internet that people remix all kinds of things. Turned down for what? Things with King Uh, of the Hell in them. um, It was pretty tremendous. You know. It it was mostly... Well, what the... You see, I think what it was is I think they're going to have a presentation of some sort, but their video was not working properly. Oh, okay. Yeah, something definitely went wrong because they did apologize at a couple. Yeah, they, they mentioned couple they mentioned it towards points. the end at least. You know, it's like sorry we didn't have video. Um, so I think I think they were scrambling to some degree, but it yeah. was a lot of like by the time we were in there, it was a lot of. So, what's your favorite King of the Hill episode? 
Well, I don't really give a shit what your favorite King of the Hill episode is, because unless it's the one where they buy the deep fryer, uh, your answer is invalid. <laughs> but there are so many good ones. So many good ones. There really are. You can't... That but, episode is why you and Dylan cannot have a deep fryer. No, it's a prophecy. No, the reason I don't want to get a deep fryer is because I will overuse it, and I need to eat healthier. And instead of eating worse. You can so, deep fry healthy two, things. If you can you fry a candy bar, you can fry anything. You two would set the neighborhood on fire with that thing. You can fry vegetables. You can fry I'm fruit. Possibly, but I'm not even worried about that. You can that. fry whole I'm grains. Worried. You can fry water. I'll all just, the things you I'll need I'll just deep fry kale. Everything will be fine. Pretty much. I will I will live forever. Yep. Because I'm eating kale. Exactly. It's the panacea of life. Yes. You do realize that the mm-hmm. listeners who try to deep fry water are going to get hurt very badly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Also, deep fry your frozen turkey. No need to thaw. <laughs> That's what they're made for. Make sure you put it in a compressed space, though. And stand close by. Exactly. In case, you know, you need to eat right then. Or something goes horribly wrong, like your head gets blown off. But it won't. You're a fucking retard and listen to us. We'll call this don't, survival don't listen of to the what fittest. they say, kids. Don't listen to them. They'll get you killed. Nobody's listening. It's well. Fine. So, yeah. I, I do want to say that the thing I remember about that is the guy who uh, told the story about... Uh, he worked at Arby's late at yes. night, and he and his friend would uh, answer the drive-through late at night in voices. And there was just something about like, you know, roast beef is God's sandwich and America is God's country, or something like that. It was just like that—that's perfect. Yeah, that was good. That was that that's... was worth the price of admission. Um, it was pretty amazing. I do kind of have to apologize, because I really did feel like at the convention I was going to go to like a lot of these industry panels and tweet out announcements. That did not happen, because I was in that fucking media right yeah. now. I, well, I didn't go the to a lot of the industry like, panels. butted up against other stuff. Yeah. Which was bad. Daryl, what the, what the hell? Use your words. Yes, explain to me what the hell you're just showing me. Use, use your big. I'm girl. assuming that's oh, the. Oh, uh, future girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, let me see her. Oh, let's see her. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Which one was she? The hot one. Everybody listening at home. The one that's not me. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you can't have her, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. I just saw two She's people. Spoken for. I was like, we were. T- so, so, Daryl, wow. really quickly, tell her everybody uh, why this is supposed to be Dylan's uh, Dylan's girlfriend. <laughs> they need to know. They're dying. She is the one, only woman on earth who sees me as a human being, right? That, that's, that's, she's the the one the prophecy spoke of. So, well, uh, at first I had thought that maybe they were a lot of like a lot alike, but I think maybe they're only alike in one way. They don't like to be touched, and lots of things upset them. So they're perfect for each other. But she curses like a sailor, and... So they're perfect for each other. And doesn't necessarily like the same nerdy things that he likes. So they're perfect for each other. Somebody move the sharp scissors away from Dylan, please! I thought you were moving away from Do you need me to look again? Yeah. So cute. See, you take Don't worry, two steps we'll, forward. Also in Connecticut. For people, so for people listening at home, we'll, we'll post pictures back. up on the website. They, oh they come together because opposites attract. Yo, she's she's a person. She, she deserves know, to not have her uh, pictures just spread all over the internet because she's on uh, Facebook. Okay, that's yeah, what Facebook... 
I forgot. We, we're living Face, in a post-Facebook Facebook's done worse to her than we ever Look, could. This is her not wanting to be touched. And you touching her. Yep. Wow, this, this took a severe detour. Everyone needs a Daryl in their life. It's true. Saturday! No, no, no. We got one more thing. Uh, Friday night, we uh, I think the only time we actually got down to the uh, tabletop gaming room, we went down there and ended up playing di- uh, Imminent Domain. Uh, better known as M. Bison Takes Every Space. Yes. Better known as Puerto Rico mixed with uh, Dominion. Uh, talk was... a little bit about that game, Dylan. And that was one, to preface, that is one that when Dylan ran his tabletop games panel at GMX, GMX. Yes. there was someone in the audience who had a decent amount of experience with at least deck-building games, if not board games in general. Yeah. And there were two games that he recommended that, that none of us had ever heard of, one being Eminent Domain and the other being Shadow Rift. Yeah. It was an interesting game because basically it's like... It does a lot of different things than like your standard deck builder. Um, basically, the bulk of your deck you're you're building with five separate actions: colonize, warfare, uh, research, research, survey, survey. and I'm forgetting one other. Oh, produce trade. Um, so if you played uh, Puerto Rico, the way those five actions work is when it's your turn, you lead with one of them. You can um, add additional effects to them by playing copies from your hand, or you lead by taking one of them. And then other players can either follow by playing their own, or they can descent, or you can descent by drawing a card. Um, So it's always useful. It's always. Like it's never a wasted action for anyone else. Yeah, and then you can eventually use research to go and build basically like tech trees. So instead of. Instead of spending a lot of time buying these specialized cards, they're kind of like a late game thing. Um, whereas in Dominion and a lot of other games, they're the bulk of the game. Um, you can also kind of just ignore them entirely. You can. Well, yeah. depending. I imagine if we played it a little more, we'd get to the point where we weren't. Sure. I, it wasn't I pretty much ignored them completely. Yeah. And came in second. So I mean, you don't have to, certainly don't have to use them. It is true. Uh, the thing, I, I mean, to, to bring it back around to the con in general, uh, we went down there, I think it was almost one. Like, they were yeah, getting real close to closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every and time... the game, and to their credit, Analog Gaming didn't shut down until 2 a.m. every night. That is correct. Awesome. But, and, and this happened the, a couple of the other times when I went down there and looked at the board gaming library. One, they have a ton of space yes. uh, where they were. Um, I've seen conventions smaller than yes. their analog gaming room, for God's sake. What other convention can you say that about? Um, they did. They were running um, demos of things. Um, I usually went down in the morning before panels started, and a lot of those demos didn't necessarily draw in anyone, so they were just set up. Of course, a big part of analog gaming at any convention is... You have to kind of be social and either invite yourself to a game or, you know, be willing to set up or, or have a group. Um, but the neat thing was every time I went by the gaming library, and they had a really well-stocked gaming library. Yes, they did. Um, you know, there was usually someone like, hey, you know, willing to answer questions. They had a couple games out that were specifically for demo and that if you played, you had a chance to win, um, which we never got a chance to do. I kind of wish we had. Yeah. Um, but when we went down there, at one, one of the guys sitting behind the gaming table was like, yeah, I'd kind of like to use a... I, I think he's probably 
maybe the guy who runs Analog Gaming, or at least I don't know. Like he room. was he was up high enough in the uh, that he had the authority like, tree that he had a radio. Radio, but he was um, he was like, yeah, sure, like that's that's my game, and you know I need a break. So he sat down and he taught it to us, and that was really awesome because. You know, yeah, it's, we wouldn't have gotten through a game before the, the room. Yeah, was. we wouldn't have even figured it out before. It and that's, but that's one of the great things about analog gaming. If because I remember like going in and playing Battlestar Galactica at Momocon a couple of years back. Like that was when it really clicked for me. And like, okay, I don't have to look up all the rules because there's someone there running it. And that's the the great thing that happens at, at cons like this. If you want to learn new games. So anyway, I went on for a long time Saturday. That's okay. Um, I just to bring it back to the whole reference of it being in Bison taking over space. There is an actual card in the game. If you buy yes. it, 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 I think you automatically win. Is that how that works? Or I think so. This I think this is a promo card, but the back of the um, I don't know if it's in the base game, but definitely on the back of the Escalation box, which is the expansion. Um, it has a picture of the M. Bison character. Yes, like it's it's. Legitimately, him not unaltered at all. Yep. Um, anyway, Saturday. I didn't know if did. Do you want to start, Jen? Because no, I was just trying. Okay. To, I was just trying to herd the cats. Is all. Wow, I am. <coughs> I am senior yeah, convention job, correspondent. So you, can, you can you can back off. Um, but I'm the wife. I don't care. Um, Saturday, I went to. I think I missed about the first fifteen minutes of it. I went to breaking into the games industry. Which had uh, Ed Freeze, Freeze, I, don't know, Freeze. I think. Um, Jordan Wiseman, and I'm trying to—I can't remember her name—but the the I think she's the head of the IGDA, Independent Game Developers Association, and then a couple other people. And I think one was an artist, and one was like from Riot Games. Um, but it was more—I was kind of hesitant to go to this one just because. You know, like, I'm old enough that I'm doing, like, game development as a hobby, and I have no illusions that I'm ever, you know, going to get into... He's given up on his ...the industry. You know, no, I've, I've, found, I've found a way to, to pursue those dreams that is financially viable. Um, but it was really interesting because, um, especially when I came in, they were talking about, you know... Make games in, you know, don't just do your classwork or, you know, your projects. Make games outside of it, you know, have something to show. Um, they were even talking about, like, issues of, you know, scale and things like that. Like, Jordan Wiseman said he had left, I think, producing Xbox games to do mobile games um, just because it's easier to manage a product uh, or project, like, you know, of that scale. And I think Ed Freeze was talking about, you know, using the Atari 2600 because, you know, he he liked that platform. I think that was something he had done before he got into Microsoft and all, hmm. just kind of as a hobby. But, you know, because on that level, a single person can make a game. Um, and make a difference. And make it, you know. I, I'm an, under no illusions that trying to make games, in my case, are making any sort of difference. I think I made some other notes, but I... Um, let's see. I mean, it was kind of standard, any sort of breaking into the industry panel. And the questions, such as I remember them, were 
pretty, you know, I mean, it wasn't like, how do I do what you do? Um, how do I become you? How do I how do I peel the skin off of your body and wear it? Like a little coat. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of the things they said that was interesting was, I think Jordan Wiseman said, like, most of the tools that the pros use are free, or many of the tools. So, you know, the burdens of burner proof is on you. Um, I set in on the... I, I was going to go to the Creature and Board Game panel, but that was actually a craft panel, and I was like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Man, I tell you but what. But it was cool. I peeked in on that one, and it was full up. Yeah. Like, it was really cool how they had it set up, though. They had, like... Pieces of cardboard and yeah. stuff, and because we went into that, paper. yeah, we went into that, and then when we sort of realized what was really going on, yeah, because the thing was like Daryl and I, we couldn't stay for the whole thing. Yeah, anyway, so there was no else. point in getting started, and Dylan didn't want to. I was just like wore out. Yeah. Well, I was. I thought it was going to be one of these things where you talk about game mechanics and you like spitball an idea, and not actually yeah. you sit down and build out. It was really cool. It was just like I was not. I could not focus on it at the time. Charlie, did you want to talk about the media mixer at all? Um, I don't know well, tons to say about it. Let's see. Right before the media mixer, though, when just briefly, um, when we left the crate, you were board game. Like, well, what are we gonna do? We wanted to go to the history of Studio Ghibli, and that thing was actually full up. Yes. Like, they closed it down, because it was, it was completely to full. Uh, so that was that was unfortunate. But I guess good for the people running it. Anyway, uh, the media mixer was hot, and also hot, and... It was exceptionally warm in there. It was a very crowded room. Although, I, you know, we should say thank you to Dan for putting that together, because... It, yeah, that it's was not, actually... It, it's not like, you know, every convention does a media mixer. So it was... It was cool, uh, you know, as far as an idea goes. Uh, the space that they had allotted, um, or the AC maybe just was not up to the task. Yeah, but parts I mean, of the room there, there were too probably bad. like thirty to forty people in that room, bare minimum. Yeah, there were there were all the media showed up and yeah. some of the guests. Like, yeah, like like I don't know, six guests to you know forty media. But we we had a. Pretty long conversation uh, with Jackie. Yeah, with, with uh, Kei Jung, uh, artist who worked on uh, Journey and uh, Wreck It Ralph and Frozen. And uh, I did get an interview with him. He's uh, he's going to be coming up for you guys this week. Super nice dude. Yeah, yeah. It was it was actually really funny because because we were just standing there and he like came. He was behind. Yeah, he us. saw me. Yeah, he saw. He was like, "Oh, John," and and started up a conversation. I'm like. Who like it took me a while to figure out because no one said because it was a, a little bit there was a few minutes before like there was any like proper introduction yeah so I was like is this is this somebody John knows from fighting games who is this guy <laughs> yeah yeah it took well he he kind of went out from it before I had a, a chance to introduce you but yeah but he was it was a good conversation it, he he was just a really really neat guy to talk to yeah like I, I I'm that he is the reason that I'm glad I went to the media mixer yeah. And it was funny because some other people came up while we were talking to him and started talking to him, and like they weren't really familiar with his work, and so it was like, it, it's the same reaction that everybody has when he starts talking about all the stuff he's worked on, and they're like, oh my god, you worked on that, and that, and that? You know. But he's, he's just a super nice guy. Yeah. That's when I had to extricate myself, when there was like a crowd sort of cornering yeah. him, and I was, I was caught... 
between the outer edge and the core of that, and I was like, mm, "Okay, it's having, I'm gonna start having trouble breathing. I need to need to need to get out of here." I was well and truly trapped. But I suppose if I needed to to get me and Jackie out of there, I could have you know <laughs> jumped out a window, whatever. Well, I I probably could have just knock those guys over. They seem nice. Technically, there was a door right behind you. That's true. I don't know what it led to, but another hellscape, probably. <laughs> but no, it was, it was the mixer itself was was really cool, and I am I am really glad that that. Dan organized that because that's not something that you <clears throat> normally get. No, so that that's very nice. Um, it would have been nice um, if there had been maybe. See, um, my understanding is that a lot of the guests, you know, had you know, and for good reason. A lot of the items on their schedule were optional, including the movie mixer. Um, but it would have been nice if there had been some sort of more. Uh, outside of just the interview, some sort of more organized way of, you know, just spending, you know, maybe like five, ten minutes, just kind of, uh, hey, how's everybody doing kind of thing. Yeah. Not not even so much an interview, just as a, yeah, just a brief conversation. But like you said, there there was there was some issue with, with media relations stuff being optional for the guests, which was not... Well, that's that's not something that I necessarily, you know, feel bad, you know, yeah. I feel bad about. I mean, I, understanding it from the guest point of view, it's like, you know, would I want to spend, you know, two hours or so in a hot-ass room with a bunch of annoying fucking no. people that I don't know? You know, of course not. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to deal with me if I were them. But it's cool that some of them did, and it definitely sounds like, as usual, like... Industry guests end up being like not not like necessarily just like actors and stuff, but industry guests end up being really interesting. And I was I was you know. only mildly disappointed because um, I did see uh, one of Viz's industry people in yeah. there. She was in there, and I really wanted to talk to her, but <clears throat> like somebody else like got in ahead of me, just like forced their way past me and started talking to her, and then she had to go after that. So I was like, ah, fuck it, but. I would have liked to have to just I don't know the the anime industry people are always interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else did you guys do on Saturday? Because I did a bunch of bullshit. I tried to go to the origami workshop, and that was the same room as the bento panel and the um, the board game panel. It was again full up, so I scurried to catch up with. Charlie and Daryl to get to um, the Animaniacs reunion. Oh my goodness! Save for the um, audience questions, <laughs> that was a really, really awesome panel. You'll notice a theme here, folks. Uh, we hate audience. <laughs> after after the after the eighteenth person that Asking said for a shout out for yeah. somebody who wasn't there, it's like okay. I was really ha- that was I was really happy that they had a. I don't know if he's one of their agents or, I think so. I th- yeah, I think he may have been, who was sort of moderating the panel. And after like, technically maybe there were only two or three shout outs, and after maybe the second one, the guy the guy actually said, okay, you know that's if you if if you want that, they'll be happy to do that, but come to the autograph uh, sessions for it. So he did a pretty good job of. Regulating that mess. But that didn't mean that the questions were better. So, my apologies if you asked a question, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you it probably wasn't terribly interesting. I don't... (laughs) No, no, I I mean, I don't want to... You know, I don't want to make you feel bad. Just know... And and it's not that that I'm singling you out, because 
99% of all questions asked at at panels that include voice actors are generally just not interesting questions. Or questions that cannot be answered, like, what were you feeling in this moment 30 years ago? Oh. Right. Or, this is, uh, I have a beef with this specific episode, what was up with that? Well, I don't know, I just fucking read the script. Yeah. Um, so, but they, but it was, but that, it was a cool panel in the sense that they had um, the 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 the, the Warner siblings, um, Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Jess Harnell, and then they also had Maurice Lamarche and oh crap, I forgot his name. Guy. Yeah, the guy that did most of the music for Animaniacs. Um, I've got the thing here. I shouldn't know his name. It shouldn't be that difficult, and yet it is. Um, Oh crap, Randy Rogel. So that was that was actually really cool. Um, and and they sang some of the songs at the very end of the panel, which I'm sorry, it just hit me right in the heart. I was just like, oh my gosh, that is See, so awesome. And what sucked is we got here, we got there on Friday just too late, or at least I did, to go to because apparently they did an entire panel that was just them performing music, oh or at least gosh. Randy Rogel. Um, because at like 10 p.m. on Friday, they did uh, music of the Animaniacs live, and I, it, I, it made me really regret missing that. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed what they had to say, and especially Maurice Lamarche, because I didn't get to really see him. I'm not sure. Maybe at one other panel. Maybe not even then. So this was like my only chance to 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 see uh, Maurice Lamarche. I kind of wish I'd gone to one of the Animaniacs panels. I think. Like this con, I ended up doing a lot of the industry, industry technical, you know, stuff. Yeah. But <coughs> okay, but, so, yeah, save hey. for the for the blithering children. Yeah, I think the next thing I had on Saturday was Inkscape. I don't know if you guys have caught up. I was, was like, while you were doing Inkscape, I briefly went to the Toonami panel, the very beginning of it. Yeah, uh, just on the off chance. That you know, I walked in on some really cool announcement. Which the only announcement that I got, but it was pretty widely known after that, was that they were getting uh, what Dragon Ball Z Kai. What Dylan had fangirls at his oh. panel. <laughs> and, um, the, the best part of the Toonami panel for the little Heck bit that I was there girls. was uh, oh, we were totally Dylan that I somehow accidentally like I walk into the room and I found myself in a line for free shirts. I I don't even know how that happened. So that was fun. You're gonna argue with it. I mean, I'm not gonna hey, argue with it. Sure. What? Free shirt? Oh, I guess I'm in line for that. Oh, okay. I was gonna sit down, but I guess not. But the, but after a few minutes, when I realized that because they they very quickly went to the question and answer portion, <laughs> which pretty much every question before I got bored was, "Are you gonna get show X?" Like it was just fill in the blank. And the <laughs> and the only interesting question was, "Are you gonna get the new Sailor Moon?" Series, and they said, you know, we're all fans of it, and there's been a lot of people asking for it, and we've heard you. Which usually is code for they're trying to get it. Yeah. It may be code for they have it, but... I don't know how much you can do in, like, an an industry announcement panel to avoid those sort of questions, because they're typically there... A big chunk of it is to make announcements, not, like, how we do the show, here's what it's like behind the scenes. So, that's why I left after a little while, and... And went to Inkscape, so you take that away. Yeah. Talk about Inkscape. Do it.
I don't know. I did it. I felt like I had more than last time I've run it, but I also it's also been longer since I've actually you run it. You got some good questions, I've actually too. used it. Yes! You had a decent turnout, and yes. the people that, that showed up were... There, you got a number of good questions. Yeah, there was a couple guys there who asked some like really technical questions, like art-related questions, which was kind of cool, and... I don't know, like the one guy that came up to me afterwards, like, so is this what you do for a living, or is this just, like, a hobby? And I'm kind of like, you know, it's just a hobby, like... You should have said yes. I was going to say, like... So I you don't, paid 100 grand a year for it. I don't think they would pay you 100 grand. I know, that's why you're saying it. <laughs> then they'll pay, you know, they'll see what you're worth, and maybe they'll bid well, for your services. Oh, I didn't think of that. Good point. No, I just thought it was funny that, you know, like, I got that. You like, could have got a big money Atlanta job. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm in programming because you actually can get paid doing that. I don't think I could get paid doing any sort of artistic thing. Um. Cheer for it. After that, let's see, what else did I go to? Did you guys want to say anything about Inkscape? Yeah, I was kind it of... It's a good panel. I especially liked the The part example. with Dylan? Yes, the part about Dylan and, and the part where, um... He showed the um, King of the Moon picture. But did not explain the story. He didn't He didn't explain all of the story. I don't want to get bogged down into, hey guys, here's some pictures I did. Instead of, let's look at how I technically did them. But no, here's yeah, how... God, God forbid a, you make it interesting. It was a good oh. example of the layering that you were talking about. Uh, did... Did it all make sense? Is yes. Okay. As as much knowledge as we have of such things, yes. Well, see, that's the problem. Like, it should be more accessible. But I don't know. Like, I should work to make it more accessible. I get paid in Trident layers. Get paid in Photoshop layers. No. Okay, so there was an Attack on Titan panel that we did not get to go to, but we got attacked by a Titan. <laughs> go on. Yes. There was a guy in a Titan costume that was doing the, the flouncy running with the arms swinging. But it sure wasn't Deadpool. No, it wasn't Deadpool. The line between the people who show. dress as Titans and people who dress as Deadpool is very thin. Very, very thin. thin. Like the morph <laughs> no. suits that they wear. Ugh. I'm just saying, like, he did the flouncy. If I see any more outlines of balls, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I, I'm just going to get super horny. His, His movements, movements were very terrifying. They were. Like, he started coming toward us at one point, and I had a sick I do remember feeling. that. I was like, and he got a lot of jiggly s- bits. <laughs> Like, there was a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, and I'm thinking, oh, God, please don't let that touch me. I, like, actually... His jiggly bits? <laughs> yes. I actually was clinging on Dylan's arm. That's my favorite Pokemon, is jiggly bits. Yeah, he is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't... I, I think Dylan would have fed me to the Titan, though. I really do. No, no. You well, you gotta hope... You push Dylan in front of you so the Titan touches him, and then he'll go into uh, mindless blood rage defense mode. <laughs> You want to see how to kill a Titan? You let it. You let it touch a Dylan. All bets is off. Attack on Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, so you're saying the reason why so many characters die in that show is because I'm not in it. Yes. Okay. Bravo, for the guy, for being terrifying. That's yeah, what I've got to say. Again, as with Deadpool cosplayers, you like you want to main that 
maintain that uh, feel of, you know, is he going to say something to me? Oh, God, don't let him say something, you know, do something to me. Oh, and bravo to the Deadpool in the short skirt and with the tissue boobs. That made my day at the food court. You didn't see it? I saw it. Oh. I saw it. I whistled at it. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> if you want to know somebody who can catcall, it's Jennifer. She <laughs> She's a born construction worker. I almost got John slapped over that one time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was in college. Because she whistled at a <laughs> student, yeah, her student activities. Person and, and she turned around and glared at John like she was so disappointed. And she was okay with it once she figured out it was me that whistled. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, let's see. At the same time as the Attack on Titan panel, what time who, was that? Th- that was at ten p.m. Okay, yeah, I know where I was then. <laughs> It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your John is? He does. Um, we went to the... Because we, we, well, we went briefly earlier in the day. Didn't we go... Yeah, to like the Funimation uh, industry panel. I think we did. We didn't stay long enough to really get anything. Something. Yeah. Anyway, back to... Uh, we went to Simpsons with Mike Reese. And yes. that was pretty good. Good as, as it was last year. Yeah. I do like that he starts out, like, he talks about his work with The Simpsons. It's basically a stand-up routine. I'm not sure how much of it's true. Not sure I care. Cause, uh, because please, the, please talk about the end of that panel. Because question and answer por- sections are very short for his panels. And yeah. God bless him for it. Um, he knows how to, like, he's got, he definitely knows what the common questions are. And he also knows how to deflect questions into being something but, he's yeah. either prepared for or has a... The, the best question be and the one he ended on um, was uh, somebody asked, I was like, what, let's see, what, 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 ca- what characteristic do you need to... Uh, she came in, like, late in the panel. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of these, like, real sincere questions, like... Yeah, I was yeah. like, what, maybe what, she was a plant. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Maybe. What? Ca- but she asked, like, along the lines of, what characteristic do you need to be successful in, like, was it the animation writing and the animation industry, something yeah. like that? And his answer was Judaism. And I think he really did say good night, everybody. Afterwards, I mean, it was it was like the perfect it was the perfect yes. way to end. It was a great send-up. He, he, he definitely does deal with some of the issues with... And to be fair, like, a lot of the questions that happened in his panel were actually pretty decent questions. Like, you don't have a True. lot of people... Again, he's more industry, so it's not like, yeah. can you say this line? Um, you like to think of legitimate questions yeah. to ask him. And he'll he'll start out by going, like, I don't remember this stuff. I don't, re- you know, like, I don't remember what these lines are. So, anything else on Saturday? Sleep. Don't think so. No. Of it. Not enough of it. But... Not enough of it. That's all I can think of. Nope. Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Saturday. I started out with my uh, tabletop gaming panel, which... Um, it went pretty well. I tried, like, standing up and, and kind of, you know, moving around 
more like I did at Anime Blast Chattanooga. And the problem with that is I don't have notes on the screen, so I felt like I missed a lot of stuff that I should have talked about. Well, the room setup was slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, I felt like I probably could have done better. Um, A little bit of discussion there. Um, I don't think anyone was necessarily recommending games, but I definitely felt like, I mean, the people there were really, you know, like, had questions like, what... Would you recommend what's a, another good deck builder? I've heard uh, heard Thunderstone recommended. You know, how's it different? Uh, there was a guy who asked about wargaming, which I know nothing about, and yeah. um, he did mention diplomacy, which is good because I imagine anyone who plays diplomacy, I feel for them they probably hate their friends, or their friends probably hate them. But um, I don't know. So, Mustard. Like, I remember, like, I got done with the media room on Sunday and then just stopped giving a shit. Yeah, I think Charlie and I went to we were the, all tired uh, the Simpsons panel. Yep. But... That was, the, I think, the last thing that we did was, yeah, the, the, the Mike Reese. And that was because he had talked about at the one the previous night, he had said that, um, that one of the things that they had planned on doing for a Halloween episode, one of the segments was going to be a uh, Miyazaki parody. Nice. But when they went to do the table, they went to do the, the, the table read for it, and one of the producers, after they were done, was just went, okay, so what the hell was that? And they realized that unless you knew Miyazaki, uh, Miyazaki's work, you weren't going to get the jokes, so they had to trash the entire script. And then they got a chance to reuse it in an episode, um, an episode where like comic book guy gets a Japanese girlfriend. Yeah. So they decided to dust that off and just stick it into that episode. And they were he was going to show it. I was like, okay, I've never seen that. So that's that's I, pr- that's pretty much why I went. But like the clips were mostly about. Science, science fiction, stuff like yeah. that, uh, references in um, in The Simpsons. He also, this was, I, I think we talked, when we talked about his first panel on Saturday, but, like, his first panel didn't have a lot of questions. This actually did have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And again, they weren't, like, horrible, you know. No, and that's probably, A, because it's, he's more of an industry guest, and, and B, the people who are really familiar with his work are also probably older people. Yeah. It's all. I hate to say it, but yeah, like that's the highest compliment we can give. Like a, a celebrity guest panel is the questions weren't horrible, or the Q and A portion, I should yeah. say. Uh, the questions weren't horrible. God bless him. Anything else from Sunday? Um, I believe that was it. Uh, do we want to talk about some general con stuff? Yeah. yeah any any general thoughts you guys have? Um, the QT Mart I stopped at had horchata, but it wasn't smoothie eyes, and. Um. That was that was a sad moment for Charlie, because I I love me some. That's the reason I go to Georgia is for horchata smoothies from and the QT Mart. Um, while, sure, whatever. While, while we're talking about uh, disappointments, the uh, Dairy Queen in the mall that's next to the Marriott yes. needs to get shit together and know to put my fucking gravy in my chicken strip basket. Oh, uh, they did they they did not do that. No, they. And then I, on Sunday, I actually stood there and waited and wait. I waited uh, five minutes for that little thing of gravy because I knew my husband wanted it. 
it was covered up too. Like that, that was yeah, part the, of the, the problem. The Dairy like, Queen was always to, had a line. I mean, to their credit, I guess they moved really fast. But because they moved really fast, mistakes. It is also the most like it's the most neutral Ooh. choice there. But um, turmeric Indian food, the yes. Indian place like that. Oh my goodness, their food was so good. I was going to say, this is kind of a roundabout discussion of talking about location, I guess, but they are, they're connected to a, a really good food court, which is yeah. nice. Well, which they were, they were they connected. Weren't. They're, they're um, not going to be there next Yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, like, the, 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 of their location, the pros have always been, um, because it's in the same hotel, some of the same hotels as Dragon Con, if you go to Dragon Con, you know the layout, you know how to yes. get around, and... It's a really short walk that you don't have to go outside. You can do sky bridges to get yeah. to a pretty good food court. Some of, some of the some of the places there are even open kind of late. Um, the con being that uh, it is in downtown Atlanta, which is a horrible, horrible place. <laughs> so I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping for I'm hoping the situation will be much improved next year. That said, though, I, I did like what they did this year. Like, uh, two years ago, it was at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. This year, they got the Hilton and part of the Marriott. Yeah. So what I really like, they devoted the entire lower floor of the Hilton to digital gaming, which was really good because they had tons of different things. Yeah, so they had a lot of arc- uh, arcade games on free play. Yeah, like, whatever you were into, they had it. Um they had basically basically the rest of the Hilton was all was autographs and panels. Yep. Um, which worked out really nice because tabletop gaming was in the Marriott. Again, they had a ton of space. Again, whatever aspect of tabletop gaming you're into, you know, they pretty much had it. And then they moved the the dealers room in Artist Alley. Artist Alley had less room than I remember it having, but I don't remember too well. well. I want to think last year, though... I think it was... Artist Alley was mingled into the, the, the dealer's room. room. I mean, it was still a little bit... Like, they, they congregated in one end, yeah. but it was part of the dealer's room. Okay, I couldn't tell. That seemed like a potential downside. Like, like it just... Yeah, but they just didn't have the, the whenever space you're, it always seems to me whenever you put Artist Alley off by itself, which a lot of conventions do, you always have issues with traffic flow. Yeah. Um, now, but honestly, be- Artist Alley probably couldn't have handled a huge traffic flow because every time I went in there, um, you couldn't just race through it, though, because yeah. the 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 aisles were a little bit narrow. But I mean, they were working with the space they had, and they- then dealer's room. Was nicely laid out. Go, yes, go but I mean, Artist Alley. I guess the good thing is, you know, you have to put it somewhere where it can be locked up. A lot of places didn't used to do that, and then yeah, I, I know that's a hassle for artists to have to tear down and set up every day. I, I feel like it's it's difficult to talk about the layout of the convention because I feel like they did a very good job, but I also feel like giving them feedback on it is kind of point. Like, yeah, like it is. aside to just tell them. I liked what you get, did, great job, but, yeah. you know, next year they're going to a completely yeah. different area, so it's like... Yeah. But, but the biggest... They have, they have a new challenge. The biggest... Um, the biggest compliment I can give them as far as the layout is, which again, doesn't matter, but the Marriott is not well set up. Like, the hotel just is a little incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the especially the way that like the first floor four floors are organized and named yeah. they're not named in any way that is comprehensible. So the best move they made was by putting only like what three things 
in the Marriott. And they yeah. were all big things. Artist Alley, Dealer's Room, Analog Gaming. So once you got over there, you weren't trying to decipher hieroglyphs to get to panel rooms. Yeah. Everything, all the little stuff was in the Hilton, which is much easier to navigate and also has a lot more options for going between floors, the first few floors. Yeah. And plus they did a very good job of putting signage everywhere telling you where yes. things were. And their app. Oh my God, I lived on yes. that thing the entire weekend. The thing, I, the thing I really liked about the layout was putting like dealer's room, you know, tabletop gaming and artist alley in the Marriott. Basically, it was like you pulled traffic away from like the panel rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means, you know, if you're wanting to go to dealer's room, you're not clogging up the areas that are needed for the panel rooms. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was a very good way to separate things out. And yeah. having to, like, I don't know if they'll be able to do that at, like, Georgia World Conference Center, but Congress Center. Yeah, I'm, Congress. Yeah, I've not seen a layout of that place, but I'm yeah. having to assume because it's just a huge, yeah. devoted... Any location where you only have like one location. I imagine it's, it's kind of like the Von Braun Center where everything's yeah. a very simple. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm hoping it's gonna be like a really simple layout. Yeah, and yeah. just just huge. Yeah, that's what that's what I am hoping. Because they're not even taking up the whole uh, no. center; they're just taking no. up like a certain chunk within it. So hopefully, hopefully, it will be like some of the other conventions we've seen, like Hamicon, uh, Anime Blast does this because they're in they're in. Currently, in a place that's much larger than what the what the con requires, but in that they're allowed to make things very, very easy to find. Yeah. So, I mean, the great thing about where where Momocon is moving is that because of its size, assuming they don't go down in attendance, but either stay the same or go up, they will never ever have to go to a different venue. Yeah, because yes. they, they had, I think, over 14,000 this year. Yes. Like yeah. 14,600 or something. Yeah, good on them. It was a 20% increase from over last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I, they, that's going to be the nice thing, is that hopefully once, you know, after the first year when everybody gets accustomed to the layout of the con- of the, the Congress Center, you never have to worry about it again. You're going to know it for the rest of your life that you go. Yeah. Which will be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to that part. And we've already got one room. Yes. So. Yep. Book, book now, folks. Yeah, we're, we're, we we jumped on that. Yeah, deals good, are good. Good on them, too, for going ahead and putting up... Because a lot of conventions aren't able to arrange that, but to be able to go ahead and put up... Um, yeah. Not just pre-reg for the convention, but reservations for the con hotels. Well, Jess and Stucky make baller moves all the time. Straight baller, yo. Yeah, I have to say, like... And, uh, and two about the staff, like all of my staff interactions with staff and volunteers were probably ninety nine percent positive, which I can't say for a lot of conventions. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it, it tends to be more of a mixed bag because they are mostly volunteers. Exactly, but man, they and maybe I just I just drew really good on that one. But like everybody I had to deal with for any length of time was just super easy to work with. Yeah, in, in addition to Dan, who's the head of uh, media for Momocon, I really should uh, shout out uh, Patrick and Ben. Because oh, they yes. Were, they were hugely helpful for And there, us. there were a couple other people, and I I wish I could remember their names, but I had much shorter interactions. Yeah, there, there were others that were extremely helpful, and I yeah. wish I could remember their names as well. The lady who was in charge of the 
autograph lines. She was awesome. I think I met her briefly uh, either Friday or Saturday. It had to have been she Saturday because you were guarding, there. She was guarding the entrance. You for were there, the... Charlie. And, and Dante Basco's handler was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Dante Basco's handler was the best. Probably the best handler in the business. Yeah. I, I would say without a doubt, she is tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... You either know or you don't, man. You either know yep. or you don't. Yeah. That's, that's a secret shout out. Double, double septuple secret. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else you guys have off the top of your heads? No. If, no, just it was for a larger, for me at least, larger convention. Yeah. You know, the the 10,000 plus attendee kind of convention. Very well run. Um, very, yeah. I mean, only one panel that was that was full up that I couldn't get into. We only experienced as a, as a group, I guess, two panels that didn't make at all, um, yeah. which again was not the, obviously not the conventions. And again, I don't even know what their situation yeah. was. It could have been, but that's know, not the conventions' fault. Or um, or scheduling conflict. But I mean, the level of of guests, the um, the level of organization, it it is. I mean. Damn if it wasn't run pretty seamlessly. Do you want to briefly talk about the guests that they have for next year? I'm hoping that we can get just to talk a little bit more about that whenever she comes on for the Pope guest. But, True. Uh, Crispin Freeman and Steve Bloom. I'm pretty. I'm pretty jazzed about that. Yeah, that is. If you if you get if you if you throw in Richard Epcar, you'd have like the triumvirate of uh, really masculine anime voice actors, right? Um, I would I would like to get to talk to them in person. I've talked to both Steve Bloom and Crispin Freeman before yeah. via Skype. And I met Steve uh, Bloom once very briefly. Yeah, he was at Sixth uh, Period, like the first time yeah, I went Sixth there? Period. Um, oh my gosh, he has such a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, yeah, long story, I'm surprised I remember this. Um, I was standing around... Um, it was I think it was like either in autograph... Uh, autograph line or after one of Steve Bloom's panels. But I was going over to say something to him, and this was before, you know, we were even doing Chainsaw Buffet at the time. Um, so, you know, at the time I wasn't as used to dealing with voice actors and stuff as I am now, so it was it was kind of a big deal. And I was over there talking to him, you know, just gonna say hi, you know, thanks for coming, that sort of thing. And, uh, like, his handler goes, hey, can you watch him for a minute? And I'm like... Yeah, so you know, for about five five minutes or so, me and Steve Bloom just totally hung out. It was it was pretty tremendous. Nice. Um, they also announced was it Little Kribo? Yes. yes. But the big ones for me are um, oh crap, Greg Weissman. Yes. The one of the people behind Gargoyles and producer of Young Justice, and Keith David. Is that his? yeah yeah Keith David. Uh, Goliath. From Gargoyles, and I think the current voice of the Navy. Yes, and he was in Halo, wasn't he? he oh, was, look, the U.S. Know. Navy commercials. I, I believe was. he's the the voiceover guy. Yes, he is. So, um, yeah. If you if you join the Navy, you get you get to meet Keith David. I'm pretty sure. Honestly, like one of the, I'm pretty sure that's not how that <laughs> happens. One of the things I really like about Momocon Recruiters is, paying me. is you know the fact that they do have so many industry guests, not just like animation industry but like gaming and things like that like yeah that for me is is a huge deal considering like i go to a lot of anime conventions a lot of it is social like i'm not super into anime and it's really nice like the conventions that have a more broader swath of content 
Yeah. Like, I love. And, and I'm and next year glad they, that they're doing They said well. they're officially adding comics as part of, like, yes. their mission yeah. statement, whatever. And, and I'm also... I think it's worth pointing out that even now, because they really upped their video game presence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, no matter. Apparently, Lab Zero was there, and I was extremely pissed off because uh, one of the other podcasts just like happened to interview them, and I, like I wasn't around. Otherwise, I would have gotten the opportunity. I was kind of upset because they're they're the team that did uh, Skullgirls. Mm. So I would have been like, okay. man, I would have drilled the fuck out of these guys for questions. <laughs> but I'm I'm. I'm still amazed that even though they are essentially a general interest convention, they, to me, still feel like an anime convention. Well, they're not... Te- I mean, if you, if you look at it, they're not technically... They do have certain boundaries. They're not arbitrary boundaries, like whatever the hell you yeah. want, which is good. I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of a middle ground between, like, people who complain about anime conventions should be anime and people who want anime conventions to literally cover everything, you know, Doctor yeah. Who, whatever. Like, I, yeah, it's something that we've talked about before. I'm, I like where MomoCon is because they expressly tell you up front and they have a clear idea of the kind of content and programming they want yeah. to have. Yeah. But if you're used to anime conventions, you're, it doesn't feel like you are at a animation and gaming it convention. It feels yeah. different from, say, Dragon Con, even yes. though, like... Dan does media for both, but yeah. like as as an overall convention, it still feels distinctly different from the two. Yes, yeah. it, it's more, I guess, in that way that they've got very defined tracks. Even though if you're not like paying close attention, you're like, oh, they'll take anything. No, they. Yeah, I know. mean they're not they're not as broad as Dragon Con, but my point is, even though technically it's just animation in general and gaming, the feel of it still feels a lot like yeah anime convention, which I think is kind of cool that you're able to come across like you are one thing when you're actually offering a lot more. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else we want to talk about specifically for next year? Um, there's something I had in mind and it's completely slipped my mind. Because... I don't know. I mean, they, they, they're expanding to four days. Oh, Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should submit more panels, depending on how uh, my panels next week Yeah. go. Um, so come to Hamacon. Yeah, we, we should talk about Hamacon really quickly at the end. But is there anything else about Momocon before we shuffle yeah. on? I think we covered I everything. I think so. Okay. Well, um... Did Jen and Daryl have anything to add? Sam and said as much. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, if nobody says anything, and I say, does anybody else have anything? I just kind of assume that the topic is closed. But um, maybe maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm not a good communicator. No, no, no. I just want to like make sure. Like I don't know. Anyway, yeah. no, I understand it. It's it's good for you to be um, considerate of others. So thank you for that, Dylan. Um, blast cu- blast facts kudos all around. Yes, <laughs> blast facts kudos. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyway, yes. I don't know. No, but, but really quickly, uh, just thank you to everybody at Momocon, uh, everybody that we mentioned by name or didn't. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys uh, having yeah. a great time, so thank you for having us. Um, but now we're kicking it to the side. Uh, <laughs> Hamacon! Got that new hotness in our lives. Um, Hamacon is, is this weekend. Uh, uh, most of us will be here. Chad, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, he wants to come. You're to sorry cons. you love him? Well, that too. But uh, no, there was like a, a 
imperceptible pause there. Uh, we will get you to a convention at some point. One of these days. Because, because we have right? access because to drugs and... Bang, zoom to the moon. Um, yeah, Hamicon, um, a few of the voice actor guests, uh, Char- Charlie's, uh, Hawaiian soulmate. Hawaiian soulmate, uh, Micah Solis, uh, it's gonna be there. Um, that's, that's just gonna be fun. The, re- the renewal of that romance will be I'm, I, I, I'm hoping he's gonna run his, just like, general geek panel again. I think he will. Although I, I fear because I think last year I missed it because I couldn't get there early enough on Friday and again, we're going to be getting there in definitely in the evening, or I will be definitely getting there more in the evening on Friday. So I may... It seems like Friday... There's always good stuff on Friday that I miss. Yeah. Like, there's always something that I really... Like, Momocom was the same way. Stuff I really wanted to see, like, oh man, it's going to be awesome. Oh, it's on Friday before I get there. So I am... I do, I do worry that I'll miss something really awesome. So I'm hoping Micah does his his panel on Saturday, so I'll get a chance to actually see that. I think they have a schedule up. Yeah, they okay. do. Um, so we can check. But also, uh, Jade Saxton uh, yeah. and Ann Sinclair are going to be there. I'm hoping it's a good I, lineup. Yeah, it is a very good, good lineup. Good on Hamacon. I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping, and of course there are no guarantees here, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to get some interviews with with, with those guests. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, but we are running an inordinate number of panels at this convention. Yes. Um, I'm testing out a couple of uh, panels for the first time. Uh, Dylan, do you want to go ahead and talk about the panels that you're doing? Um, I'm just doing uh, Drawing with Inkscape okay. on Friday morning. That's all you're doing? Yes. Um, I'm doing... T- you. I'm doing two. Uh, I'm doing uh, Awesome Anime that Time and Publishers forgot that's going to be in the small panel room uh, Friday at uh, 8 o'clock. And these times are central. Um, so not real time. Not real time. Not not Eastern time, but central time. Yeah. Um, godless central time. Godless Alabama central time. Um, godless Alabama. Yes, yeah. indeed. Oh, oh there. <laughs> they have God there. Jesus! <laughs> okay, please. You know what's not in Easter, the Eastern time zone? All the bad parts of America. Like Memphis. Like Memphis. Oh, what about Nashville? You like Nashville? I don't know, man. That's like Memphis's little slutty sister. It's <laughs> <laughs> more popular. Yeah. You mean like because they're loose. Memphis is like ghetto Nashville. It's on a cold and gray Chicago morn, a little baby child is born in the ghetto. What I'm just saying, Mem- Memphis will uh, shank you. Nashville will give you the hurt. It's. Either one. And, uh... Now, Daryl. Anyway, uh... Awesome She's Anime. from Memphis. Hey, but Memphis has the world's largest Bass Pro Shop, so... Don't count them out just yet. Yeah. It's on our driver's licenses. Yeah. No, Daryl, don't stab him. Don't stab him. <laughs> hey, when it got put on the driver's license, it wasn't a, a Bass Pro Shop. It was actually an arena. Oh, oh shit. Um, I just love that the license had the wig sphere, that building that nobody goes to, the Batman building, and the world's largest Bass Pro Shop. That's what Tennessee's known oh. for. Those three things. Um, and that one building nobody goes to. Yep. It's the aquarium. Wow. The wig sphere. I prefer its other name. The John Holmes Pavilion. Uh, it is pretty penisy, isn't it? <laughs> That's... Not really an adjective, but I guess it is. Sure, why not? 
Anyway, awesome anime that Time of Publishers forgot is a uh, panel about out-of-print titles. Um, stuff that has been brought over uh, for English markets, but now either because the companies have closed down or licenses have expired, or they just don't think it'll make money anymore, uh, they don't put it out anymore. And then that that's Friday at 8 in the small panel room. Saturday at 2 in the same room is uh, a brief history of fighting games and anime. Uh, it is going to be... Absolutely tremendous. I am so excited about this panel. Because there are so many awful anime adaptations of fighting games. It will, uh, come if you like fighting games and or bad anime. Yeah, come if you want to laugh. Because it is just going to be so good. There are going to be molester clowns. There are going to be... Whoa! Don't, don't ruin it at all. There are a few surprises for the folks. There, there are going to be hockey gangs... <laughs> um, main characters are going to die before the title shows up in the movie. It is so good. Cannot wait for you guys to see this. Wow. You know what this means, Charlie. It means war! <gasps> what is it good for? Got... Absolutely nothing. We've got to start doing panels now. The hell we do. But Charlie, we has an idea. But nothing. I will destroy I know. If only there was some mechanism by which you could submit panels to convince Submit or do not submit. There is no, uh... We should do a panel. So our fans need to write in to, um, our email no, and, our fans and are bully not, Charlie. Fans aren't going to do shit. But yes. if 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 our there was... Awesome cast there was some <laughs> renegade fan that wanted to do some shit, they could email us at podcast.chainsawbuffet.com yes. or contact podcast. us through uh, Twitter or Facebook. And send or you know all, uh, all complaints to... Uh, awesomecast <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> You know, I'm going to point this out. Charlie's going to be at Hamacon. Charlie's going to be at Station Con. You can't miss him. Um, what, what, you call me fat? No, yeah. I'm just Asshole. saying distinct. Um, My, because I smell harass bad? him in. I stink in now. Distinct. <sighs> distinct. What am I? A joke to you? Yes. No. I don't know. But <sighs> sorry, Daryl. Share with the rest of the class. <laughs> She's looking yeah. Read that out loud for everyone. Okay. Urban Dictionary says. Oh crap! No, no, no. Arm pities. <laughs> Do I, do I need to read this? Breasts that slide to the side while lying on one's back. Arm pities, everyone. We've all got those. And that's your word for today. You know, a good bra will fix a lot of that. Hi. Men can have arm pities as well. If you're playing at home, scratch off arm pities on your official Chainsaw Buffet uh, playing card now. Oh my gosh, we need to make bingo cards! Uh, and put them up on the side for people to print off. Which no one will ever do. I can have ideas too, you know. Yes. <clears throat> Even if they are fucking horrible. Yes. But it's it's execution, it's implementation of the ideas. Yes, let's execute people. Jen's an ideas woman. Everyone has ideas. Ideas are a dime a dozen. She's, she's not so much of a detailed horrible person. Ideas she's are she's an idea person. Your ideas aren't horrible. <laughs> Most of the time, sometimes. Well, you got stuff going on. You're, nice. a, you're a busy adult with many things to do. I, I do want Chad to do some panels at a convention at some point. Or just go to some panels. Or, or just go to a convention. convention. 
Yeah, we, we could we could set you up a, a, a table with you know some copies of your book. Being a published author and what all copies of the ebook. Well, yeah, we'll just set up copy. We'll just set up a stack of Kindles that are preloaded yes. with uh, his book. Oh, that seems kind of expensive. Well, we're selling them. We're not giving them away. Chad, why do you look so ashamed? Because he's ashamed of being an artist. He's ashamed that he has work. What's the name of the book? It's Iron Horses. We're not mentioning. Can you, can you go to Amazon and purchase it? Why aren't you mentioning the name of the book? Just. Name of the book is Ironheart. Oh, that's right. He also has a oh, collection of stories called Loose Cannons. That's cannons as in uh, religious text. C-A-N-N-C-A-N-O-N-S. Loose Cannons. You hate you me, can, don't you? You can buy it at your yes. local e-book store. That's I want Amazon. People, I want people to go to Amazon and give you money. They won't. That's okay. Or see you in person and give you money. As, as someone who has released Loose a game... Ones. On the uh, mm-hmm. on the Google Play Store, or have sex with you and then give you money. I I I feel your pain, but I at least would like people to be talking about. No. Also, Dylan has games you can buy. Game. Yeah. Whatever. Singular. Dylan has game you can buy. Well, there was game he's, you could got, buy once upon a time, and now game you can buy. There's games you can and could buy. Yes. There's so anyway Hamacon. So buy one card hero on Amazon. Or Google Play or whatever. Alright. What? I think we're going to skip recommendations this week. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I recommend ending the podcast. Uh, I second that recommendation. Magic. Anybody else have anything else? Daryl had something she wanted to say. Oh no. No, don't read anything else from Urban Dictionary. Why would you do that? That is a terrible thing. It's a terrible sight. It's a terrible Uh, place. Postponed. Postponed. Running Uh-oh. late due to an unscheduled sexual encounter. Listen, I am quite often postponed in my daily life. It's true. He is. Hi. I've made him late to many appointments. It's true. And late on one period. But... Sorry. <laughs> Still waiting on you to have that period. I hope you're not pregnant. Oh, well. I ain't supporting it. I don't blame you. We'll let Jennifer raise it as her own. I get a baby? Sure, why not? It could be a puppy. I don't know. Probably a minotaur. Minotaur baby? Oh, I'll polish its horns and keep its hooves all clean. It's probably like a donkey version of a minotaur. Because I'm an ass, so... You are an ass. It's going to be a half-ass. <laughs> half-ass baby. That's what Speaking half-ass of half-ass baby. babies, let's put this one to bed. Good night, everybody! da 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 da